Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. My goodness, we are just recording like crazy, and it is a blast. We are having so much fun at the Almost Famous Podcast, and today it's going to be even more fun. We have a special guest, hot off the beach, less sweaty. Tanner, welcome. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate it. Tanner, tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive into paradise. We have some time. We like to get to know like your backstory a bit. Yeah. Where You, you're, you live in Pittsburgh currently. Is that where you grew up? Yeah, yeah. Born and raised here in Pittsburgh. I've uh, been here for a while. I lived in New York City for a bit right after college. But um, but yeah, just been working here in Pittsburgh. Um, I worked at various jobs. You know, I was a sales guy before the show. So I was in insurance sales, software sales, 
uh, medical sales and then uh, recently mortgage sales, but I've always done fitness part-time. Um, so I've worked at a bunch of gyms. I've always been like, you know, personal trainer on the side. So, um, so that's what I'm doing full-time. So I'm no longer a sales guy. I'm going full-time fitness here. Uh, I just started like back in October, but uh, pretty normal guy. I mean, that's probably why I'm pretty boring TV because I'm just like, I'm a normal dude, uh, pretty close to my friends and family here in Pittsburgh, love to travel. So um, pretty normal, pretty boring. The uh, the fitness thing, you know, I was doing a little research before we got on. It also looks like you've done some modeling in the past. A little bit, yeah. I uh, Years and years ago. So I graduated from the University of Pittsburgh. I actually signed with Ford Models in New York. So I lived in New York City for about two years. Ford's a big deal. Yeah, at the, at the time I thought it was, and I made like zero dollars in two years. So I was I was poor and, and hungry and <laughs> living in New York City, but it was honestly like the best experience of my life. I mean, I was like 22, just moved to New York. And, and Ben, I was actually watching your season when I moved to New York. I was friends with a bunch of girls and they would get together on Monday nights and watch The Bachelor. And your season was 2016, right? Yeah, 2016. My goodness, really. So you're 22 and 2016. We're not that far apart in age. So were you watching that back in the day? Uh, I mean, I'm sure if you're watching with the girls, they're like, you should go on this, Tanner. Like, totally. you could do this. Were they saying that to you? Yeah, back when I was like younger at 22, like I, I definitely was considering it. And then, you know, I moved back to Pittsburgh and you know how it goes. I started dating a girl, got a job, started dating another girl. Next thing you know, I'm 30. And then my brother signed me up. So uh, definitely like a long time coming. But honestly, I'm, I'm kind of appreciative of the fact that I went on a little bit older. Uh, I probably would have made an ass of myself if I went on at 22 or 23. So <laughs> I was very nervous about that myself. You know, I was what, 25, 26. And so you were, we weren't that far apart in, in age. And um yeah, you're just, yeah, I look back, I'm like, I don't know how I did that. Like, I was an idiot, and I somehow I pulled it off. Yeah, you uh, did great. You did thanks, great. man. It's that old soul in Ben. What did, uh, did <laughs> I'm you- I'm wearing a cardigan today, so I guess that <laughs> does make sense. <laughs> uh, did, Tanner, did you continue to watch the show since Ben's season? To be honest, no. I think I watched, Ben's season was like the last time I was like pretty invested in the show and like watched it week in and week out, and then- I would catch a couple of seasons, a couple episodes here and there over the past couple of years. But uh, once Chris left, I kind of stopped watching it for the most part. Uh, I would tune in and pay attention every once in a while. But um, yeah, I was kind of like uh, I was off of it for a little bit, but found my way back. Now I'm on it. <laughs> you know, the uh, well, I think that's a lot of people's like kind of path right now with The Bachelor. But The Golden Bachelor brought a lot of new people in. We're not going to yeah. talk as much about The Golden Bachelor, but people, you know, the ratings and the viewership was really high. And those watch parties that you were just speaking of seem to exist again for the first time in years, which is really exciting for the franchise. And it's a question I have for you. You know, then we come from The Golden Bachelor to Paradise. And Paradise is always one of Ashley, myself's favorite shows to watch. We love watching Paradise, um, mostly because it just... It, the weight of like, and the expectations for, for me at least kind of feel lifted when you go to the beach. I just want to see the craziness. I just want to see a bunch of people like fro frolicking around sweaty. Uh, <laughs> but Paradise's response this year, you know, there's been a lot of articles written about how like viewership from the golden to paradise didn't necessarily translate. Do you have any feelings now since you were on the beach, why that was? I don't know, man. It's it's super tough because I genuinely loved watching The Golden Bachelor too. After that first episode, I remember calling some of my friends and like, did you watch that? That was like 
one of the best hour, two hours of TV I've watched in a long time. Yeah. And I don't know. I think it's just because people really related to, the, even though the, the the cast was older, I think people just related it because it just felt very, very real. And you can tell that the people on that show were all there for, you know, we always say it, for the right reasons, but they were, right? They're not looking for clout. They're not looking for Instagram followers or any of that. So they're really there for the right reasons. And then and I'm not saying people go on The Bachelor in Paradise for that reason either, but it just feel it just felt more real and people were willing to really put themselves out there and, and be as vulnerable as possible. Um, and, and Paradise was, I never really watched it, to be honest, before I went on the show. You know, I, <clears throat> I went on The Bachelorette and people were talking about Paradise. And, you know, I was like, I got to check this show out before I even, you know, consider going on it. So I watched just the last season of Paradise, so season eight. And I'm watching, I'm like, I cannot believe that I'm about to be on this show. Like, this is absolutely insane. It's it's super fun to watch, but when you're watching it with the expectation that you might be on the show soon, uh-huh. you watch it through a different lens. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, I don't know the answer to your question, to be honest. I think it's just, um, they're just two completely different shows, you know? This season is just kind of like, it sucks for like, you guys, for the audience, for production, just because like there really wasn't any well lifelong even really like short-term matches i know i mean it sucks i mean i um can't say i'm surprised to be honest i mean i was there and uh and i was with you know i was there pretty much the most of the time i came in right after the first rose ceremony um i just didn't feel it you know i i didn't see a lot of couples growing you know people that stayed together from the beginning to the end it just felt like they just chose each other and they were just going to make it work. And they weren't really growing in their relationship while they're on the beach. Yeah. And, you know, it, it turns out that I was, I was right when, you know, when I was saying, just because with all the, the breakups that happened as soon as after the finale, you know, and it's, um, it's unfortunate, you know, I know that everyone tried and they tried to make it work, but it's just, I don't know. It's tough. We filmed it back in June too. So it's really hard. I can't imagine hiding, uh, a relationship for for close to six months and and trying to grow it in that time too. So it's it's tough. I feel bad for him. Well, I mean, give us if you can like a uh, underneath the hood perspective. So you just said that you weren't really feeling it. That you kind of had this suspicion that these couples maybe weren't as strong as what they needed to be. What what was causing that? Was it just a lack of chemistry? based on the people on the beach? Was it production stepping in too much? Uh, maybe too much drama? Like what kind of was causing the disconnects? Because we've never seen a season like this before. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to pinpoint it, to be honest. It's probably a combination of a lot of different things. For me, I, I really tried to put myself out there and really try to see everyone for who they were and try to get there. And I never did. And that's why I left single. And that's why you know, you may say whatever you want about me, you know, dating around, but it's a dating show, you know, and I tried to to get there. And as soon as I found out that I wasn't quite going to get there with anybody on the beach, um, I, I left. Right. And I and I kind of saw everything through. I think a lot of people were just super hopeful. And um, I don't I really don't know. It's It's tough. It's it's hard to see what those people in those relationships would be like outside of paradise, because I've only seen them you know, on camera and, and on the beach. So it's a, it's a super stressful environment. So I can't, I can't speak too much about it, but it's a, uh, it's tough. It's tough being on the beach and I'm assuming it's really hard to nurture that kind of relationship outside of the beach as well. So it's, I don't know. 
let's talk about your relationships. We understand why the one with Kat fell too. Yeah, it know, didn't work out too it, well. Yeah, that, we, we know that, that one didn't work out. Um, but what about your relationship with Davia? Because your date with her seemed really great. You seemed really in awe of her. And then all of a sudden, you were just like kind of interested in moving to someone else. What didn't we see? Yeah, I could speak on that for sure. And I think a lot of it came down to, you know, I came to the beach. I was interested in, in two people. I was interested in meeting Kat and I was interested in meeting Jess. And in my head, I mean, to be completely transparent, I told myself, if I don't see a relationship with one of those two, I'm going to leave. Hmm. So really, once I stopped it with Kat, I, that's kind of when I, my head started turning and I was like, should I even be here? Like, should I leave paradise? And, and then, um, and because Jess wouldn't talk to me at that point, you know, she was pretty much, you know, all eyes on Blake. Um, she was kind of turned off from the fact that I chose Kat over her. So that was kind of just mm. like, you know, she was kind of turned off by that. So at that point I just felt like I was just floating around. And then obviously I, I went on the, uh, the date with Davia and we had a really amazing date. So actually you're right. We did have an amazing night and, um, I was hopeful to see like where the relationship would go after that but you know the next day the next two days it just didn't really grow and, mm -hmm. and the chemistry that i thought was there um was there on the night of the date because you guys know how those dates go you're mm -hmm. you know you're having fun you're dancing it's like you're super involved you're super engaged with each other and then you know a little bit of reality sinks in when you go to your room and you wake up the next day and you're journaling and you're thinking about, you know, what you want. And, and I took this very seriously. I wasn't going to just leave in an engagement just to treat it as like a dating. Right. I wanted to see a legitimate future with this person if I'm going to leave with them. And I kind of made that decision up maybe like that, ne ne that next day or the next two days after the date that, you know, maybe Davia wasn't my person. So that's when, you know, we kind of fell apart and ended up giving, uh, my rose to Rachel at that next rose ceremony, which was like a huge surprise to everybody, but it really wasn't a surprise to to me or my, anyone on the beach. Um, you know, I was pretty conflicted, but at the end of the day, I was like, is Davia my person? I don't think so. I'm not really convinced she is. So let's not kind of keep her around and, and, and waste her time. Um, and Rachel and I were really close friends. So I gave her a rose and, you know, I was hopeful to maybe see if something would happen from there. So... What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, 
that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. Mm -hmm. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. And what did? Because that was another missed storyline. Like what happened between you and Rachel in a day or two, where you just realized it wasn't her either. Especially after that, like declaration that you gave, that was like I. I daydream about my wife and finding someone and it was so, so sweet. But then it was like, ah, guess it's not Rachel. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm super hopeful and optimistic. So it, it, it was tough in those like conversations, you know, I wasn't expressing my love to Rachel. I was just telling her what I wanted and, and seeing if it aligned with what she did. 
And, um, and that's what that conversation really was. It may have looked a certain way, but it was really just me explaining to her what I wanted out of this and what I wanted outside of paradise. So, um, like I said, Rachel and I were pretty close. We were drinking mimosas every day at the, like, at the pool. We were having fun. So that's what like the decision came down to is who do I want to drink mimosas with at the, at the pool tomorrow? And yeah. it's very cool, right? So let's hang out. And again, I was hopeful. I was trying to see if it could grow into something else. Um, but ultimately, it, it really just didn't. So it was, uh, yeah, it was tough. I, it was, again, throughout this entire time, I was like, I don't think I even want to be here anymore. It was, it was really hard for me at a certain point. Um, so, yeah, I was just trying to make the best of it. The, uh, the th- you know, the thing that Ashley and myself continue to talk about through this season was these storylines that all of a sudden, like, we would be invested into, like, you and Davia. We'd be like, okay, this could work. Like, let's talk about that. And then the show would air the next week and you guys would be done. Right. But what I'm hearing you say, and correct me or explain, uh, elaborate on a little bit, is like when it comes to those storylines, um, and you were on the beach, so you got to see this whole thing play out. Sometimes maybe there wasn't a conversation or a disagreement. It was the fact that you went to bed, you journaled, you thought it through. The next morning, you you know, you kind of woke up and you're like, "Yeah, this isn't going to work anymore. Like, this isn't something that's long term." So you have that situation. Were there other storylines as you watched this season progress where you're like, "That didn't explain it fully. Like, it felt like it missed the mark a little bit." Because there were moments where Ashley and myself were confused. Like, what happened yeah. that we didn't see? Yeah. I mean, there was a lot that, that I didn't see myself, you know, I mean, when you're on the beach, everything is happening and there's conversations being had and, and, you know, I was trying to stay in my lane, my lane. I wasn't trying to pay attention too much, but I mean, even watching a back then, I was confused too. Even watching Kylie run up and talk to Blake mm-hmm. yeah. that, that threw me off completely when I was watching, like, I didn't <laughs> even know that they were that close of friends. I was like, is she trying to be with Blake? I'm like, what is this? So like, even watching it back there was times where i was confused and i was there and uh so yeah i don't know there's a a lot of conversations had a lot of conversations that weren't had um i don't know if it was the editing that just kind of made it confusing but it was a it was just a weird season i don't know yeah but what you're saying is you were even confused being on the beach so it's not like there were things happening that just weren't shown maybe it's that like sometimes there were just situations not happening just not happening like things (laughs) were not happening maybe so that's why it felt confusing like all they could do was put like you and rachel drinking mimosas and then put some like awkward music behind it that would be the only way that they could convey that something wasn't like amping up yeah And, and for me it was like i never quite got there with any of the girls on the beach and that's why it always looked very surface level with our conversations because they really were you know it's you know, I was with Kat for a few days and that wasn't going to work. And then I went on a date with Davia for, and then it was like the rose ceremony was pretty much like two days after that. So it was like, you know, I was just feeling everything out enough and then to realize it wasn't going to work. And then it would kind of fizzle it away, fizzle away. So yeah, I never really quite got there with, with anybody. And I'm not sure if anybody really did, even with the couples that stayed from day one to the very, very end. So it's, I don't know. It's a got to talk about them. We got to talk about them now. Okay. Yeah. Talk well, about hold them. up. I have one question before oh, we jump have, into that. Okay. I okay. have one question. I just want to know. I'm curious. Um, what does it feel like to watch yourself on national television, show up to a beach and have all these amazing, wonderful, beautiful women be like sweating and like 
hyperventilating and talking about how good looking you are and how excited they are that you're there. Did that watching it back make you feel awkward, excited? <laughs> was there anybody that were saying something about you that now you're like, okay, now that this isn't. Yeah, let's revisit her. Yeah, let's go back to this. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, man. It was, it was definitely crazy watching that first episode and, and seeing the interest because like as a guy, it's like, yeah, you think maybe girls are interested in you, but then you just kind of keep on living your life. You're never really sure. So it's it's actually really cool to see what people are thinking in those moments. But um, I don't know. It was fun. It was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> any, what, what, you didn't answer any revisits, any anybody sparking interest again. Jess was always kind of there, to be honest. Yeah. You know, she yeah. was the, one of the main reasons why I went. You know, I felt like I messed it up in the beginning and I truly never even got to know her. Um, so seeing her, how excited she was to meet me in the very beginning, mm-hmm. you know, that, that kind of sucked because I felt like our experience in paradise would have been a lot different if I would have took Jess on that date, not Kat. So will you talk to her? We'll see. I don't know. I feel like uh, first impressions are big. Yeah. And they're bigger for some other, for some people I can can work th- through things, but I think that ship is officially sailed, which I'm not mad about. You know, I'm, I'm friends with everybody on the cast now and, you know, I'm never rolling anything out, but it's, it's one of those things where it's, you know, it, it's tainted a little bit and it would take a little bit of work and yeah, I'm just not sure if it would, anything would ever happen going forward, but we'll see. I hope she listens to this episode and she just, oh, you know, you get a message. She's coming on our podcast tomorrow. So oh, we could wow. put, we could play matchmaker if you want to call back in. Hey, <laughs> we'll get a feeling. We'll get a feeling. Tune in, Tanner, and you'll get a response to uh, your curiosity. We'll be the middle middle people. Sounds yeah. good. Appreciate you guys. So Kylie and Avon, how were they on the beach? Because to me, to be frank, never felt like a, a ton of like just love there. Um, I never felt like he was like super happy, never really saw a conversation of substance. Was that a couple that you could have seen working in the real world? You know, it, it is to answer your question. And the reason being that they chose each other and it seemed like they were con- going to continue to choose each other, which is so important with a successful relationship, right? It's almost like they made it up in their minds. Like, this is my person. And I'm your yours, and we're gonna figure this out together. But to double back on that, it, I didn't really feel it when I was mm-hmm. there. Yeah, but what you're seeing on TV is pretty accurate of how it felt being on the beach. I felt like there was definitely a mutual uh, interest and respect there, but you know, I didn't see them laughing together and yeah, you know, doing cute little things together like you're supposed to when you first meet someone especially because they knew that they were interested kind of going in. So I don't know. It was tough. You know, it was, I was watching it and people were saying like, they're so strong. There's such a strong relationship. I'm like, I, I guess it is, but like, <laughs> that's I'm a- what you're telling me. Yeah. But like, that's what they're telling us too. Right. It's like, we're yeah. so strong. We're so in on each other. So I'm like, all right, we'll see. But, well, yeah. and there's an element there too, looking back where, yeah, they were a very strong relationship compared to every other relationship. Yeah. But like none of these relationships, you know, were yeah. ones that were like secure ever yeah. in anybody's mind. Yeah, it's tough. You know, if I could change anything about the structure of paradise, I feel like they should just put everyone on the beach and maybe have a few late arrivals. But I don't know. I yeah. feel like having everybody there, 
you know, maybe not do as many one-on-one dates, you know, really have everyone just kind of mingle and, and actually meet each other and date around, and, you know, that might make for a better show and better relationships post filming, just because you have a better chance of like actually meeting everybody, you know, for Probably example. A pretty good idea. Yeah, I think so. Because like someone like Jordan who came in on Rachel's season, who came in late mm-hmm. and went on a date with Rachel, you know, if that dude was there week one, he may have met, met Mercedes week two and then they may have like you know went to the very end yeah but it was just like they just didn't start dating or talking until like a few days before proposals and how do you expect that to yeah. flourish into anything and same thing with jess and i where she gave me that last rose and i was like let's go we're back <laughs> and and then honestly like it was just like you know two days where it was two days after that was proposals so it's like what are we even doing here but i don't know it's uh it's tough when you get these different waves of people coming in and you know your person may have been there week one but you come in week four right and it has felt what you're the concept you're saying i I do it's just coming to mind now other seasons have felt less um like new people showing up that could definitely rock the boat so far into the process Uh, it has felt more of a mingling experience for large groups with a few couples splitting off but oftentimes you know, we have had uh, many like kind of like free agents for weeks on the beach who have like had some friendships and maybe gone on a few dates, but kind of stayed around. This season did feel like there was always somebody new coming in to kick the person who wasn't in a relationship out. And so these relationships never like solidified. Um, it did feel kind of chaotic at times, uh, more than other seasons, I guess. Yeah, I think it, it was. I think it was chaotic the entire time because as soon as one relationship started to flourish, someone would come in and and ask them to go on a date, and then there'd be another love triangle. And and I know the love triangles are what what makes paradise go around, but it's uh, I don't know. It's 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 tough to see just because you want to see successful re- relationships coming out of the season, and um, and everyone there wants to be in a relationship too. So it's it's tough. I know you got to make good TV, but you also want to be able to, you know, come out balance it yeah yeah balance it and i and i know that's a tough job for the producers to do too so it's i don't know what the solution is but just from my experience you got those people bouncing around because nobody really liked each other (laughs) we really liked (laughs) each other that that just may have been it at the end of the day it's just like there was no matches which is i think but also like not that crazy there's not i guess when you have nine seasons though like you're gonna have one season where you just don't get matches They've been yeah. really lucky before. It's really amazing that they've had a couple to count from each season except for season one. Wow. Um, okay, wait. So Kylie David, not done with them yet. When was the last time you talked to them? Because they're of all the breakups, the, theirs is the most salacious. Yeah, I would say Kylie and Avon, I I don't talk to. I haven't I haven't really talked to them post show too much. There's a couple okay. Instagram DMs we support each other, but there's no conversations really had. So it's not like you have any inside scoop to give us. I wish I did. I really have nothing. I haven't. I haven't even talked to them. Post all this news to them, trying to give them some space. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the details. But I feel for both both of them. Obviously, I feel for Kylie, but I know Avon's down bad too. It's 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 a tough situation. What keeps baby skin healthy? 
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. 
you cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. I'm very curious to also get your take on the John Henry Cat relationship uh, because obviously Cat was somebody you went on a date with yeah. um, that you got to know fairly well. I guess like one of the few on the beach that you really you know spent some quality time with. Uh, mm-hmm. That relationship ended fairly quickly. Um, do you know when it? You know, did it end way before the finale? Because it didn't feel like that to me. It felt like no. things it like, were good like this and- week. <laughs> Everybody feels like they're posting big announcements, like we're moving in together or we're making this work. And then the next day it's like, yeah, we decided it's not. Yeah. John Henry is my boy. So I'll let him speak on the timeline of things. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say anything that, cause I don't know the exact details and dates and things that happened, but I will say when I was on the beach with them, I legit thought it was going to work. You know, I had a, I had a bet with Olivia that they would last past September 1st. And she said they wouldn't. And Jerry's still out on who won that bet. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I legit did think they were going to work because John Henry is just like a, he's a simple dude. And I thought he was going to be able to handle Kat and like, mm-hmm. and not care too much about like, you know, how she acts and everything. And, and I saw how much chemistry they did have in person. So I was like, maybe it's going to work. Um, and I was rooting for him too. You know, even in paradise, I told John Henry, I was like, dude, if you're into her, go for it. You know, she may be different with you than she was with me. Um, and, I, and I obviously talked John Henry up to Kat, too. So I don't know. I'll, I'll let them speak to the timeline. Okay. Think, sad to see that they broke up, too. That's just that sucks. But you but, actually but thought this was one you thought could work. I did. No one else did. Oh, okay. <laughs> but was your jaw on the floor when he actually proposed? Because the two of them were together for like a week. And then he goes like the most hilarious proposal moment goes my gut says no but my heart says yes I'm like, if, you're, if you're starting my proposal with your gut says no just please stop i know i don't know yeah that was tough that was tough always go with your gut is a saying for a reason it's a tough scene <laughs> I don't know if he meant gut or heart or or what. Well, so Jill and I were talking about this on the recap podcast. We said that perhaps he kind of meant like my brain thinks this is crazy. My mind says no, but my heart says yes, which sounds better than gut. Yeah, I've always struggled struggled with like, I got to follow your heart and you follow your head, it's like, I don't, it's hard for me to distinguish the both. I don't really understand. Yeah, you're it. right. People say, follow your head, follow your heart, follow your gut. Like, what are we following here? Your head. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. Well, I mean, and two, as you and Jill are talking about, like, I don't think you start any proposal with this, any seat of doubt. Like, I don't, I don't think any mention <laughs> right. of doubt. If it's your head, if it's your heart, it's your feet, whatever. Like, I just don't, I don't I think you should probably be like, hey, we'll take Take some time here. Yeah, it's the last thing someone wants to hear. Like, hey, look, this is a terrible idea. (laughs) Yeah, but let's get married. (laughs) Make it work. (laughs) Do you think there's a lot of pressure on him to propose? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like. 
I wish I could speak more on that. I really, I really don't know. Cause there's really no pressure at that point. It's like, they, they met pretty late in paradise. I feel like there'd yeah. be pressure if they were like a week one arrival and they were with each other. But like, you know, they didn't really talk about even dating until like, it was like fantasy suites. And then they're all of a sudden he was getting on one knee. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It, he, he was like, we've had no fights. We've really had no deep discussions, but <laughs> yeah, so wild. That's great. Good for him. Um, it didn't work out. Uh, what was the other relationship coming out? The air? Oh, Aaron and Eliza. Do we know officially if they're, yeah, they're gone. They're done. They're done. I also didn't feel their love very strongly. Tanner. Uh, you know, their relationship was <laughs> Tanner. Uh, their relationship <laughs> was very cat and mouse. You know, it was like very like Aaron would be kind of chasing her and Eliza would like, you know, give them a little bit of attention and then they'd be great. And then all of a sudden they wouldn't be talking as much. So their relationship was kind of challenging on the beach. So I would assume if it's challenging there in paradise, it's going to be challenging outside as well. Um, and apparently it was, you know, I don't know the timeline of when they broke up or like what's going on with them. Really? Um, I still need to talk to AB about that, but yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it has to be tough to manage those relationships right outside of paradise. It's uh, It was a wild season. Tanner, a couple things I want to rapid fire with you before we say goodbye. Obviously, uh, we were very appreciative uh, that you came on the beach. Yeah. I think uh, some of these rapid fire questions that we uh, wrote down, I think I could answer. If you were to say, who would you wish you would have pursued on the beach? I think the answer to that is Jess, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, who started the most drama in paradise? Cat. Yeah. More than Olivia. Oh, I love Olivia. Olivia is my best friend from the beach. Honestly, like I, I love Olivia, even though she like was involved with the drama and the commentary was everything like she is just telling it how it is. I love I love that girl. Did you follow that drama the other night on Instagram mm. or TikTok or whatnot? Olivia said it wasn't it wasn't even involved. It had nothing to do with her. Yeah, but then Kat got all defensive. Being yeah. like, why would you post a video about paradise like the day I announced my breakup? Uh, I don't know. Everybody's breaking up every day right now. You can't really <laughs> time it perfectly. Exactly. Yeah. And I know for a fact Olivia and a cat, like they don't talk every day. It's not like there was an agreement like I'm gonna do this. She, Olivia's just posting I think she reposted a TikTok about herself too. So really Yeah, that's what I thought. Cat. Okay. Is yeah, yeah. Overreaction probably. Wow. Most most likely. Okay, Feels more like rapid it. fire. Yep. Um, <laughs> which contestant got the drunkest most often? I'm saying myself. <laughs> <laughs> what was the drink of choice? Oh, my God. I mean, depends on the time. But I mean, I'm drinking mimosas and then, honestly, tequila sodas most of the day and then at, at night maybe switch to red wine just to change it up a little bit but there were some scenes where i was watching on tv I was like oh geez i gotta get my shit together <laughs> i never noticed it from you there's some cloud clouds in the eyes yeah i get that oh my god yeah so probably me unfortunately how does wells do it makes a drink wells is the best honestly if i can go back and just talk to wells the whole time i probably would um he's got a heavy heavy pour that's great Oh, no. so so Olivia said that Wells like was pouring really heavy, but then one time because he kept getting this criticism from her, he gave her like a drink without anything in it, without any alcohol, and she still complained it was too strong. And he was like, 
you just think that alcohol apparently like, that orange juice tastes like alcohol That's because so there's nothing in there but orange juice <laughs> yeah this is I, I i i got that story months ago from wells where he he yeah. told me that he's like yeah they, she complained it was so heavy so strong and so he's like i i made it less and less every time finally i made sure to do it on camera where i made a drink yeah. gave it to her and she still went oh this is so strong he's like roll back the, the footage She's yeah, so, she's so dramatic. Oh, Ben, you might have some insider scoop for me. So early, I think before Paradise even aired this year, Wells said that someone was being rude to him, like the cast, because, and I need to know who it was, Ooh. because that would piss me off so bad, because I always felt bad going up to Wells and ordering a drink. Like, he'd be talking yeah. to a group of people, and, you know, I, I need another one. I'm like, Shit, like I don't want to, like, make him get me a drink. He's talking. Yeah. So I was always super, like, cautious of, like, Hey, like, Wells, whenever you have time, can I get a drink? No big deal. It's okay. I know you're busy. But who do you know who was being rude to him on my season? I do know. Uh, I won't say names. I will tell you it's not you uh, by any means. In fact, um, Ben, give us a headline. Come on. I can't give you a headline. I can't do that. Okay. Can I guess, though? It was that guy who I don't even remember his name, but he was the one that like threw the secret box. Mm, Interesting. Mm. I can't do that to a buddy. Uh, you know, okay. Wells and I talk about this show uh, very little, but when Understood. we do, it's a, it's a place of secrecy. And I, I swear <laughs> to him, I will never say anything about it. I will say um, when he comes off of the season, usually for whatever reason, it's been a month since I've seen him, I'll m- meet up with him. And he did mention a few guys, yourself included, that he just enjoys talking to. Like, I think he likes it when there's people there that just really genuinely want to like, talk and hang out and yeah. uh i think he he appreciates that but yes there was a um, there was this season more than any he came back and was like yeah there's some people that give me a hard time like i don't know why like it's ridiculous why are you giving me a hard time i'm just there to you know make drinks and talk to people so exactly. yeah, he's the best yeah he's the man and uh like i said i was super nervous when i heard that i'm like if he thinks that i was rude then like i'm no. gonna think of my power for wells adams to like me at this conference <laughs> well, no 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 not you at all all right cool well we'll talk offline we'll figure that out <laughs> okay well tanner thank you so much for joining us this was really fun and quite insightful yeah yeah, yeah really good. no problem yeah anytime guys it was nice to meet you guys i've been following you guys for a while so this is cool oh, well so tanner appreciate it come back uh hopefully see you get on the beach i don't know hopefully you have a girlfriend by then um and also, I've, I've enjoyed following along as I was doing my research that, you know, you and Sam and some of these others, you know, are doing some cool stuff together. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything, friendship came from this season, which is something to celebrate. Yeah, 100%. Came back with a lot of show or a lot of friends from The Bachelorette and, uh, and even more from Paradise. So, can't complain. That's wonderful. All right. Awesome. Well, Thanks, until Tanner. next time, I've been Ashley. I've been Ben. Tanner, close us out. See you guys. That works. Perfect. See you, man. (laughs) See ya. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. 
Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and I Fund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.